0: This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast, bringing you engaging conversations with influential members of the community that you need to know. This episode is brought to you by The Health Network. The Health Network is an innovative advertising platform with more than 30 digital monitors and almost a dozen different medical waiting rooms throughout Tallahassee. With a diverse mix of medical practices, The Health Network provides advertisers unmatched visibility to a highly engaged audience while directly connecting with target consumers through static and video ads. To learn how your business can effectively reach over 60,000 patients and guests per month, visit THNAdvertising.com.
1: Well, hello, everybody. This is Sue Dick with the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce. Very excited for our podcast. It's kind of like we're in this holiday season. So um, who better to have than Scott Shally, head of our Florida Retail Federation? And I go back to one of the beauties of Tallahassee, in my opinion, in my 30 years is that we have um, great friends in the community who have important jobs in running retail federation that also have ties to the community. So, Scott, it's it's great to see you. I'm happy that we're going to get a chance to let people hear a little bit about you.
0: Great. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Well, you know, you, you and I cross paths. You're working very hard, obviously, representing the Florida Retail Federation and a lot going on. Uh, we're obviously leading up to supposed to be the biggest shopping time frame and i know a lot of people are wondering okay what is this going to look like this year so maybe to start things out let's talk a little bit about the federation uh, why it's so important and and what your role is and what you're seeing
0: sure we've uh it's it's been my privilege to to serve about five years with the Florida retail federation um the the federation's been around for about 85 years representing uh, the retail industry uh, both large and small we represent over three thousand retailers in the state of florida um, including the biggest of the big boxes and a lot of locally owned uh, smaller operations as well. And the scope of, of folks that we represent spans from uh, grocery to traditional retail to uh, uh, we have spas, we have uh, quite a few things. So it's, uh, it's an exciting and, and very uh, uh, dynamic environment uh, with a lot of things changing. So it's, it's fun to be there
1: well i think people um i know your members and those that follow know how important it is to have advocates for uh, for what they represent and what they're working for every day we see that here at the chamber of commerce that's our role is to support all of our local businesses Uh, hopefully they're members but if they're not we're still out there on the front line and i know you kind of have to wear a lot of different hats advocating and up at the capitol and we're going to talk about some of that um, what you're seeing on the horizon but Maybe first and foremost, um, what you're seeing, everybody's hearing supply chain, everybody's seeing post-COVID, what are you seeing as we're about to move into Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the holiday season?
0: Yeah, I'll say first of all, to your point about uh, the advocacy piece, we, we very much value our partnership with the chambers, with the local chambers. And really our role is, is we're trying to, to keep government out of the way uh, and help facilitate uh, opportunity for our retailers throughout the state Um, the retail industry is very very resilient uh, and there's been a lot of changes and we're certainly in a time of change now but left to their own devices uh, they do find their way and and move forward so um, case in point is current challenges with supply chain and and with labor Uh, it certainly has raised a lot of questions and garnered a lot of attention with regard to what will this holiday season look like Um, and and I'm pleased to say that we're we're hearing very very good things Um, I think a lot of folks saw this uh, coming and prepared. Uh, our retailers have worked hard to get product in early. Uh, our customers have gotten out early and to, to ensure that they they get product. Um, many of the larger retailers are hiring their own truck drivers, are diverting ships to ports with less demand, uh, and doing a lot of things to accommodate. So uh, so far, not from wood, as they say, um, we're, we're seeing uh, very positive indications with regard to uh, Uh, products being on the shelves
1: well is there a lot of um seasonal hiring taking place i think that's usually taking place i I know even locally we've seen some of that or some of your members are you just seeing that trend continuing and is there anything creative or different that you would see as far as the the workforce or the talent that's coming in to help
0: well it's a highly competitive environment for sure and it's pretty remarkable that a year and a half ago we were looking at a lot of people that weren't able to uh to get a job and to get a paycheck. And now we have this, uh, this shortage um, that does create a very highly competitive environment. Uh, and it's very favorable if you're, if you're looking and, and looking for an opportunity because our, our retailers are having to be competitive. They are being creative in terms of bonuses, higher wages, uh, other incentives to, to bring folks on. This year we're seeing a record demand for seasonal workers, uh, about a 38% increase over uh, previous year be roughly a hundred thousand or so in the state of florida for seasonal workers so even folks that are fully employed um you know it's an opportunity to maybe garner a little extra cash during during the holiday season
1: well i think the demand you know it's always discussed online versus brick and mortar and i also know that you you are working on legislation in that space as well regarding sales tax. And so part of this is let's make sure wherever we can, let's drop a plug-in for the great work that you're doing with your board and the federation because it, it does matter um, for the residents of the state, but, but you know, individuals are always online versus brick and mortar and, and just what you see as far as how that plays out for this season and moving forward.
0: Yeah, I would characterize it a little bit differently and say that the, the average consumer is online, brick and mortar, meet me at the curb, mm-hmm. meaning that uh, they're all of those things. Mm-hmm. And as a result, uh, our retail industry has to be all of those things. Uh, you're really seeing uh, you know, an overstatement, or there has been an overstatement of um, the, the quote-unquote death of brick-and-mortar retail. And it couldn't be farther from the truth. The vast majority, 80% of purchases are still made in a brick-and-mortar location. Having said that, um, online buying uh, is certainly increasing rapidly. And that market share is increasing. Uh, so, you have a scenario where uh, traditional retailers are trying to increase their web presence, uh, are trying to increase their omni channel delivery. And you also see the large traditional web operators trying to increase their storefront location, the brick and mortar location. So, it's about, uh, again, meeting the consumer where they want to be met. Yeah, I think that's
1: interesting. Anything. Um So you've been doing this for five years and and very much study is there anything that's just kind of shocked you in the last as we've come out the last year year and a half again reminding all of us this COVID world you know it's it's never going to be the same again
0: yeah i actually the, the the biggest thing has just been positive as far as understanding uh the resiliency of of the uh industry um early in the in the pandemic retailers were forced to take on at their own expense uh tremendous measures in terms of uh accommodations of cdc guidelines and and really saw some some incredible uh creativity with folks worked hard to keep staff on board and to continue to operate so um and the consumer responded uh our sales with the exception of one month uh in early 2020 um our sales have continued to increase and uh I think it's a really, really positive sign for Florida and for Floridians.
1: Do you think the uh, international, the ability for now for travel for international travelers during this time will also impact our retailers since you have a, kind yeah. of a statewide view?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We represent some of the larger uh, theme parks who obviously have very large retail operations. And uh, tourism, I serve on the, the state uh, Visit Florida, um, the Board of Visit Florida, and, and it's just critical. I, the the. Every visitor leaves with more than they came with, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, we rely upon that very heavily.
1: Well, I think we've all seen it—the visitors that, while they're here, purchase the oversized suitcases. Yeah, that's that's great. Just buy more of those suitcases and fill them up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt about
1: it. Well, you're out there. You know, uh, there's so much that goes into obviously our retail um, establishments and and the world they live in. Um, You've talked about obviously the importance of looking to the future, and we know you're involved legislatively. Maybe give a heads up to some of the things you're looking at on the horizon that are
0: important to our retailers. Sure. It is a very complex industry. It's interesting. I talked to FSU students that are in the retail program, and and when they're first starting out, I think everybody wants to go to New York and be a designer, right? They're going to uh, create the next banks or whatever it <laughs> may be. But uh, there's a lot of other parts of the operation, um, some of which uh, uh, are challenging, and one of which that we're facing right now is a, is a really... Uh, rapid rise in retail theft, and we're not talking about a um, uh, kid that makes a mistake and grabs something, stuffs it in his or her pocket. Uh, we're seeing very sophisticated, organized operations that operate very brazenly uh, in in stealing and reselling goods from her stores, and. Uh, it's a concern. It's not, I, I don't even like the term shoplifting uh, because this is money that's, this money isn't going into uh, the proceeds from the thefts. They're not going into the stock market. They're not being donated to charities. They're funding human trafficking, uh, drug offenses, and on down the line. So it's something that we're working very collaboratively with uh, Attorney General Ashley Moody. Can't say enough uh, good things about General Moody and the leadership role that she's taken in this fight. Uh, and we look forward to continued collaboration because at the end of the day, uh, theft results in higher prices, um, and it puts our citizens at risk, and we have to fight that.
1: So you'll fight it at the legislative level, obviously trying to get some teeth around, hopefully some some action that can be taken?
0: Yeah, we'll have a a multi-tiered approach. We'll fight it at the legislative level for sure. We have to work on the issue of uh, stolen goods being fenced online. That's certainly a big consideration. Uh, We'll also work at the local level, and that's a that's probably one of the major points as far as a collaboration between uh, agencies because they these groups do work across county lines um, and uh, uh, ensuring that um, we use our collective knowledge to, to pursue these cases
1: mm-hmm. so it, it, I don't know if you can do this um, the best way to maybe do this is can you give an example brief I' don't want to make mm-hmm. you go down the rabbit hole here but for someone who's listening saying, wow, never thought about that, that's intriguing. Can you give an example of what that might look like or what a scenario could be when you talk about organized retail crime? Is that within a storefront? Is that
0: Yeah, you know, so you might have, for instance, an, uh, a, a team of operators that work together, and, and a lot, sometimes this is facilitated from within the organization, but uh, um, where a uh, individual will go in and steal a power tool from a hardware store or a large hardware store, uh, they they are able to either conceal it in the cart or they use a barcode on the self checkout that is um, uh, that uh, did, you know the wrong barcode on the thing and uh, and then they'll come back and they'll either take that item and they'll they'll sell it online or they'll come back and return it and get a gift card and then sell the gift card wow. so we're seeing gift card fraud is just enormous and we're wow. seeing a lot of that and and again the labor shortage is driving us. To, to more self-checkout scenarios, the self-checkout scenarios are, are particularly right for fraud.
1: Well, you know, you said that. I mean, I, I went a location last week and did, and I, I thought to myself, this is a little bit of an honor system, kind of, sort of, not really, but, I mean, there's eight, ten checkout systems yeah, and two, maybe one person standing, watching. Um,
0: yeah, it's unfortunate that I've, I've visited some of our members and loss prevention centers and the amount of uh, money that they're having to spend to help, uh, fight this is is unfortunate, but there there are uh, some tremendous assets being focused on it. We hope we can can rein it in a bit.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. I think you know, going back to uh, the talent shortage, hmm. uh, it's it's just an interesting time uh, hmm. to be watching what happens out there.
0: Yeah, no no, no doubt about it.
1: Well, you are the uh, again wearing many many hats, um, and first and foremost, it probably is the, the face and just the advocate for our retailers. and And you all have launched a, a campaign that's very exciting. Um, find it in Florida. Love that tagline.
0: Yeah, we we um, we're proud of Florida, and we're proud of the offerings of Florida, and. Uh, we we like to 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 do our online shopping as much as anybody does Uh, but we encourage people that when they do that to shop with retailers who uh, have invested in the state of florida Uh, as you drive down any area where you see a lot of retail operations whether they're national chains or local operations those people that you see in your community are the people that hire your neighbors Uh, the people that pay the taxes that support your community and they support your local charities churches and on down the line the little league teams and and the whole nine yards so we just want you to be cognizant of that uh whether it's main street or big box uh we encourage you to find it in florida
1: well and i think you know from our vantage point if you're uh, for all of those individuals that are here for the weekend and we have a, a, a family friday event on friday right after thanksgiving we were highlighting that as well um, go out and locally um, support our local businesses and to your point if you're traveling the state make sure you at least find those retailers that are in florida and sourcing from florida it really is important It, it does circle back with the taxpayer dollars here in tallahassee specifically we fund our blueprint projects from our sales tax as well as our capital improvements for our schools and those are efforts that as a chamber of commerce we know and have supported are very important so I love that plug. I think it's important to remember, and I think um, people want to support their community. So great, great for you all pushing that out. Is there a website, or is there a place to find more information? Yeah, we,
0: we encourage you to visit our website at frf.org uh, for information on it in Florida, as well as a number of our other initiatives.
1: Well, Scott, thanks a million. I uh, hope the family's doing great. We're traveling offline. I know they are, and hope you all have a great holiday season and appreciate everything you do.
0: It's always a pleasure, Sue. I, I can't thank you again enough for the, the work of the Tallahassee Chamber.
1: Thanks, Scott.